All right. Happy Friday and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for December the 1st, 2023 or 12-1-23. It's World AIDS Day, serving as a reminder of all of those who've died from HIV and AIDS, also to raise awareness of the virus that still has no cure and show support for those that are living with HIV. World AIDS Day was created back in 1988 it's one of the eight World Health Organization's Global Health Days. Today is also National Bartender Day, a great occupation to highlight and celebrate on a Friday. Don't forget to tip well and drink responsibly. On the food calendar, it's hashtag National Eat a Red Apple Day. As you probably know, there are a variety of apples that are red, which should really be every day, right? You know the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. By the way, if you have a G Gmail account that you haven't used in a while, you may want to log on today. Google says today is the day that it will begin deleting millions of inactive accounts, including photos and attachments and other data that may be stored in that account. So much news, so little time. While you were sleeping, the Israel-Hamas war resumed in full force. Israeli strikes on Hamas targets in the Gaza Strip happening only 30 minutes after the ceasefire expired at midnight Eastern time. That's 7 a.m. in Israel. This was also only hours after Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with Israeli officials, urging them to do more to protect Palestinian civilians. This also while Qatar and Egypt continue talks to try and extend a ceasefire. Probably too late for that now. According to the Associated Press, Israel did drop flyers over southern Gaza urging people to leave. This was during the ceasefire. They were telling people to leave. The Israeli military also gave out a map, apparently. Again, this is according to the Associated Press, dividing the Gaza Strip into numbered areas and asking residents to learn the number associated with their home in the event of a possible evacuation. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has moved on now to Dubai, where he'll be participating in an event called the COP28 Climate Talks, transforming food in the face of climate change. And listen to this. Today, the United States is pledging an additional $50 million. $50 million. Chump change. That's just the beginning. On top of the $100 million that we announced in July. So here we go, doling out another $150 million that we don't have for climate change. Israel, Gaza, Ukraine, Africa. Remember a few months ago, I think it was a billion for the World Democracy Organization. And that's really only the start of the list. Yet they want to threaten us with our Social Security. It is your money. You know that, right? Social Security is your money. Vice President Harris is also at the conference, and, well, I can't wait to hear what she's going to say about climate affecting food. And the White House calendar has no events, zero, scheduled today, but this was yesterday's White House press briefing. Can, can I ask you a follow-up yeah, on Angola? Yeah, no. what, one question. It is so surprising um, that you don't so, think if you are receiving sorry. an African leader, I you can't take a question from an African okay, journalist. We can, we can I sorry, it, I, it, I have one really question. Basically, um, Johnson, Marco Rubio. It's not about editing the I want to ask an African question. Sorry. Because yeah, I'm receiving sorry, an African question. Sorry, can I just thank you? Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre refusing to take a question from an African journalist on the day that President Biden is meeting with the president of Angola, 
you know, a country in Africa. Prior to that, she said this. Now turning to the economy today and yesterday, we got more good news on the economy as inflation continues to fall and the economy continues to grow. Today, annual inflation fell to its lowest level in more than two and a half years and monthly inflation was zero. Again, zero. Gas prices are down by $1.77 from their peak after Putin's war. Prices for eggs, milks are down over the last year. Still blaming it on Putin's war, which, by the way, is still going on. Yeah, gas prices have come down more than a buck after going up like three bucks. This is Newsmax correspondent Kara Castronova on the streets of the Bronx in New York. The Bronx is the bluest of New York City's boroughs and the only borough with the Hispanic majority. President Biden got 83% of the vote here in 2020. But now the Biden campaign is seeing polls coming out saying President Trump is gaining traction with voters of color, even younger voters. So I came to the Bronx to put a face on the numbers and I was shocked by what I heard on the streets. Do you think that President Biden is doing a good job with the economy? No, he's not doing nothing yeah, to support nobody. Is he doing a good job? Yes or no? No, no. I, I can see we're all going to be the streets homeless. Biden and his press secretary said that prices are going down. Is that your experience or is that not true? No, that is definitely not true. Prices are definitely going up. I used to go across the streets of Fordham to go get me a meal. I can't even get me a meal because I made $20. <laughs> Minority communities, we're not seeing the improvement. Um, There's inflation with everything, food, gas, insurance prices. I mean, you name it. Bidenomics is not working. It's it's just a complete mess. It's a disaster, especially here in New York City. We're feeling it very hard. You could say anything to Biden right now who says that the economy is improving, especially in black and brown communities. What would you say to him? That's lies. I believe that's lies. Heavy lies on that, for sure. Do you think that somebody else besides Biden should be president? Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, Bring back Trump. Tell me why. Um, we want all we want. We have money. We have money when Trump was president. Free my son Trump. Free my son Trump. Trump 2024, everybody. Trump 2022. That's crazy. And we're here here in the Bronx. I'm going to vote for Trump if he runs because I feel like it was much better when he was here financially for everybody. Not just me, for everybody. I'm definitely voting for Donald Trump. He made sure we had money in our pockets. <laughs> he was for the people. He made sure we had what we needed. I feel like everything will go back to how it was. I mean, ever since he's been out of office, everything's declined. When Trump was president, my life was good. Economical-wise, I was doing so much better. They're saying it's going to be Biden-Trump, so who will you vote for? Oh, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to have to go for Trump. Sorry. I'm going to go for Trump. Trump. Always Trump. Trump. Here, let me see. Who are you voting for? Trump. Feeling the pain of price hikes is one thing, but the show of open support for former President Donald J. Trump on the streets of the Bronx was very surprising. And it's the sort of thing that has Biden campaign strategists looking very carefully at the messaging around Bidenomics as we get closer to 2024. Reporting for Newsmax from the streets of the Bronx, New York, I'm Kara Castronova. So there you have it, from the people. And you've probably seen or heard that the New York Appeals Court reinstated the gag order on Donald Trump to keep the former president from commenting about court personnel in the New York civil fraud trial. The decision from the four-judge panel came two weeks after an individual appellate judge, I think it was in Texas, put the order on hold while the appeals process played out. You remember that? Well, now the process has played out. But the real news today... The real news is another lawsuit 
or attempted lawsuit to keep Trump off a presidential ballot was dismissed. This time it was in Rhode Island. A week or two ago, similar lawsuit was dismissed in Michigan. And you may want to shop at Home Depot this weekend. The Trump haters are calling for a boycott of Home Depot now after the company's co-founder pledged his support of Trump. Let's go to Newsmax host Carl Higby with a closer look at the Biden presidency. Joe Biden is the most dishonest, double standard, contradicting person dating back to the invention of the light bulb. I'm talking career liar. Forget his political inclinations. Decide with whichever way the wind is blowing that day. Just a quick search can find clips of him telling two sides to just about any story. But he is the first person, though, to accuse others of lying. Here's the deal. The fact is that everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies. Sure, Joe. He ran for office on his decades of experience. I don't know what experience he's had, but that was his pitch, convincing voters to buy the, I've been here forever, give me your vote, I know how things work, blah, blah, blah. All That was his policy, his, his accomplishments, and I use that term pretty loosely. I mean, he may have passed legislation or maybe proposed a few things, maybe even named a post office, which he actually did, but nearly all of them have been abject failures. What is remarkable to me, actually, it shouldn't be that surprising because the media is in the tank for Democrats on basically everything. So why would they bother to take a closer look at a track record that he so frequently cites? Of course not. I mean, it literally took him winning a winning a presidential election for anyone to actually start digging into not only how much of a liar, but how much of an unintelligent person he is. Not to mention the massive criminal allegations now seemingly all coming true on the heels of this James Comer investigation. But Biden warned us about himself in 1974. I wonder if you'd say to us, since it's clear that you're not corrupt and you got elected, why should people think that the system produces corrupt results when there you are? Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I thank you for that, though. The system does produce corruption, and I think implicit in the system is corruption. Again. When people tell you who they are, believe them. Joe Biden, in his federal tenure, has consumed a boatload of taxpayer dollars in payroll. 5.58 million while he was a senator, another 1.6 million as the VP, another 1.2 million as president to date with another 400,000 to go. That's a total of $8.6 million of your tax money to paying Joe Biden since he was first elected. And what does he have to show for it? Are you $8.6 million better off? <laughs> no. Are your roads $8.6 million smoother? Absolutely not. Carl Higby is the host of Frontline, 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And this is Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee on Wake Up America. Congressman, good morning. Great to have you back on. Good to see you. Good to be with you. You bet. Good to be um, with you, Rob. You tweeted yesterday that Hunter Biden sat on the Burisma board. He wasn't qualified. Burisma then pressured him to get Washington to act on policy issues on behalf of Ukraine and that Joe Biden complied and did just yeah. that. Now you're looking into Blue Star strategies. Tell us how they are connected to Hunter and Burisma. Well, at the same time, when when uh, the executives at Burisma ask Hunter Biden who they put on the board, they ask him to weigh in and help them with the pressure they are under from the prosecutor in Ukraine. The very next thing he does, and we got this from the from the deposition with Devin Archer, the very next thing Hunter Biden does is he gets on the phone and he calls his dad. 
And this is what Devin Archer said in his deposition. It's not my words. It's Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner. He calls his dad. The key question is, what does his dad then do? He goes to Ukraine and pressures them to fire the prosecutor. And he uses your tax dollars, our tax dollars, my constituents' tax dollars as leverage to make that happen. Where Blue Star comes in is at that same time, Hunter Biden is the guy, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer are the guys who put Blue Star in touch with the with Burisma. And they become this key public relations firm, this Democrat public relations firm here in D.C., who starts working on the same thing, taking the pressure off of Burisma, this Ukrainian energy company. So we want to talk with those individuals, too, uh, Sally Painter and Karen Tramontana, who ran that operation for Blue Star. Yeah, and Oversight wants to talk to Hunter Biden, James Biden, several members of the Biden inner circle. Um, Hunter said that he's only going to show up for a public hearing instead of a private closed-door deposition. Um, what do you see happening there? And I asked Jamie Comer this question yesterday. Do you file contempt of Congress charges if Hunter Biden doesn't show up? Well, a couple things. One, we would like to go to a formal vote for an impeachment inquiry. You don't have to do that. We're, we're in an impeachment inquiry. The Speaker of the House said that. Uh, there's no there's no requirement. But it, it's stronger case if you have to go to court to fight these things. I want Hunter Biden to testify publicly, but I want him to testify privately first. We also need to talk to Eric Schwerin, Tony Bobolinsky, Rob Walker, Jim yeah. Biden, and the guy who paid his taxes, Kevin Morris. Out of the goodness of his heart, he just comes out of nowhere and says, I'm going to I'm going to start paying Hunter Biden's taxes. I think we need to talk to those guys. We've got subpoenas out to every single one of them. We'd like to talk to all those individuals. And then I'm more than happy to have Hunter Biden testify in a public forum. I think the American people would like that as well, even with Democrats using their five minutes to, to filibuster. I think that would be interesting. And at the very least, it would make Joe Biden uncomfortable. Think about that, having his son testifying, you know, across town on Capitol Hill. Um, you were well, with our new remember House Speaker. Remember, Don Jr. had to testify twice. Yep. I mean, not publicly, but two different committees brought him in for a deposition. So it was OK for him to do that. But we're not allowed to bring in Hunter Biden in a deposition, for goodness sake, when we got all this evidence that we've uh, that Mr. Comer, Mr. Chairman Smith and other committees have brought forward. Come on. Congressman Jim Jordan on Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty. Happening in the U.S. House today, a vote on whether to expel New York Republican Congressman George Santos based on a variety of his actions or alleged actions. I will not stand by quietly. They want me out of this body. The people of the 3rd District of New York sent me here. If they want me out, they're going to have to go silence those people. That's Santos on the House floor Thursday as lawmakers debated removing him. Santos would become only the sixth member of the House to be ousted by his colleagues in history. Three of the previous five mentioned were for disloyalty to the Union during the Civil War. Don't forget, many of those calling for his removal are Republicans, which you're going to hear from in a moment, but this is also Republican Congressman Matt Gates. Since the beginning of this Congress, there's only two ways you get expelled. You get convicted of a crime, or you participated in the Civil War. Neither apply to George Santos. More from Greg Kelly. Look, I'm skeptical for a couple of reasons these Accusations are coming from two groups of people I don't generally trust, career politicians and the mainstream media. Um, I have to say this, the allegations, the serious allegations against him have not been proven. They haven't. And when I first became aware of George Santos, I guess it was earlier this year, I was going around the dial and I saw a scene like this. He's surrounded by a thousand reporters. Like, who is this guy? He must be very, very important. What? He was elected in November. He's been on the job for a month. 
Okay, this seems a little bit uh, disproportionate, right? The media's interest when you have a guy like Joe Biden in the White House. So leave it to the Republicans. They go after him. And today, uh, Republicans were leading the charge, debating that uh, that resolution. That's Michael Guest on the right, Republican of Mississippi, trying to make the case that George Santos is a liar and a cheat and should be thrown out. Went a little bit like this. Mr. Speaker, George Santos has built his persona, his personal and political life on a foundation of lies. Many of those lies are well documented. We know that Mr. Santos lied about his education, both graduate and postgraduate, claiming that he attended universities where he was never enrolled claiming that he obtained degrees that he did not earn. We know that Mr. Santos lied about his employment when he claimed that he worked for two prestigious financial institutions, Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. Lying about degrees? Lying about education? Lying about jobs? I mean, come on, right? 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 Kind of sounds like somebody we all know. What law school did you attend, and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is, could you quickly, I, I think we all I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only need 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Yes, that is Joe Biden about 40 years ago. And those dings are indications of lies. Ten of them in all. More from Greg. Uh, He had to drop out of the race, of course, right? And uh, they're picking on George Santos. Something is wrong. Very, very wrong. I haven't figured it out yet. I mean, look, it's the deep state. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, 9 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. All right, last but not least. Ron, you're down 41 points in your own home state. This is a slick, slippery politician whose state is failing. Last night's debate between Florida governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis with California governor and want-to-be presidential candidate Gavin Newsom, who summed it up like this. There's one thing in closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. Perhaps the reason why not that many people really cared. But DeSantis had a field day on the economy, on immigration, on crime, on quality of life. And Gavin Newsom's only real comeback was LGBTQ issues. Keep up with all the news all weekend long on Newsmax, starting tomorrow morning with Wake Up America Weekend Edition. That's Saturday and Sundays at 7, Sunday, uh, Saturday and Sunday Agenda, Saturday and Sunday Report, America Right Now, the Gorka Reality Check, Wendy Bell, and more. It's available on most cable providers. And be sure you sign up for your free trial of the new Newsmax Plus. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's Newsmax Plus. 
Plus.com. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Be sure to check out some of the other great Newsmax podcasts as well. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the weekend doing whatever it is you like to do. Be safe, shop at Home Depot, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.